Well, thanks for joining us for the final hour of the show. Our guest for this hour, uh, an activist and member of the South African Women in Dialogue, Khomozo Mwalusi. Khomozo, good morning to you. Thank you for your time this morning. All right, it looks like we've lost Khomozo. Uh, we're going to try and get and get her back on the line. Nozibele Makanda is the portfolio head for inclusive communities at the South African Local Government Association. Nozibele, good morning to you. Thank you for your time. Good morning, Katie, and uh, good morning to your viewers. Thank you very much for having me. So part of what you have been doing, at least in your contribution to conversations around Youth Month, is a conversation around the role and the involvement of young people in government and I suppose in particular in local government. Um, what, what, what are we talking about here? Because the, the, the impression that can be formed, at least very superficially, is maybe giving peace jobs to young people at local government. But I don't think that's what you have in mind. Not at all, Kathy. Local government offers opportunities to young people because young people are the majority in our communities. Um, we have in municipalities across the country a, a, a department called the Special Programs Unit that focuses specifically on the vulnerable groups. In metros, it is called social development. Now, in that program, there is a youth desk that um, uh, is led by the youth themselves through a youth forum created in municipalities. And it is located in the offices of the executive mayors. And key to that is to ensure that all the programs of young people find expression in the planning of the municipalities. And um, as you would know, in, in municipalities, we have uh, that the unit called local economic development. And key to all the initiatives in that unit, our municipalities across the country have designated a quota for young people to ensure that at least 30% and even 40% in some instances of the initiatives that the local economic development unit embarks on, whether it's, whether it's, in, it's in agriculture, small, medium enterprises, construction, etc., that all those go to the youth. And there is a policy evolution that ensures that, um, for example, when it comes to procurement, that at least 30% the municipalities must report that at least 30% of the procurement initiatives in a municipality have been allocated to youth programs or youth initiatives or those that are young people in those um, um, enterprises. So... Um, we have we have really a direct focus in terms of that as local government and most municipalities are working with even the provincial and national government to make sure that there is support provided through funding and training to young people so so given the amount of commitment that at least exists from a policy perspective to have young people be included to participate um, whether it's economically and at a local government level, how are municipalities doing in meeting those targets? I'll say they're faring well, Katie, because remember, at a local municipal level, the most important thing is to put all the programs 
in the IDP, that is the Integrated Development Plan. And definitely the young people or rather the youth programs have been mainstreamed in the in the Integrated Development Plan so that each and every directorate in a municipality must be able to report on how it has allocated programs for youth development. So I would say um, we are doing fairly well with the resources that we have at local government level, and um, um, more is achieved through partnerships at that level with the sector department and, of course, with, with businesses at, at, at that level. The, the executive mayors in particular are the ones that are, champion, are championing the programs for youth development, and we have a lot of pockets of excellence across the country. Khomoto Malusi is an activist and member of the South African Women in Dialogue. Khomoto, I understand you're back on the line now. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Um, good morning to my fellow panelists as well. Sorry for that. I was on the road, but at least I parked. Now. All right. All right. No, not a problem, Khomoto. Let's talk about why the need for a conversation like this in the first place. If the situation is the way that Nozibele has described it, that, you know, from a policy perspective, there are requirements that push local government to involve uh, young people in their work, at least, uh, you know, including 30% where procurement is concerned, then why the need to talk about the involvement of, of, of young people if already they're said to be involved? Um, Kathy, sometimes uh, what has happened in our country, and we come from a country where active, like working together with organizations was such a big thing. But I think we can all agree that that seems to have let go unless you're in an institution or you're in, in, and I don't want to just say political spaces, but information sometimes gets stuck into certain groups. And what an organization like SOWICH then brings to the fore is to say, how do we then awaken our, our population, especially our young people, to know what opportunities exist? So first let them know, but let us also do the other enabling part of making sure that the information gets closer, it gets unpacked so that people know exactly how it is. And then, of course, you partner with organizations like Salga so that, you know, you almost create a safe space for an engagement. Because many times uh, we, we will have complaints of people not having access, but access is not just the opportunity. It's also how you access the opportunity, how you find out about it or or how you, you get yourself ready for such opportunities. And that is where we are seeking to, you know, to reawaken and reignite that spirit of, you know, um, not only people knowing what opportunities exist, but also how to work together towards that. Because I think that, that is what has been missing a lot. I think that there's a lot to be said about the point that you've raised, that access to information seems to be one of the biggest barriers and limitations when it comes to being able to pursue opportunities in South Africa. And I don't know whether it's, you know, as as a result of um, whether it's by design that this information ultimately, when it's out there, is shared only amongst a select group of people or that um, perhaps the rest of us are just not doing a good job of finding out what is happening in, in different spaces. If, if I could come back again, uh, Kathy, um, I think it's a bit of both. Um, 
institutions, and, and I have been a government official, so you know the, the means you take to try to get information out. But I think another thing that has fallen apart, and I'll speak from an NGO point of view. So sometimes we have a lot. I mean, you know, we have August coming up. It's your calendar is not already ready of all these empower, empower, empower. But sometimes they are pitched at a certain point, and it doesn't always access everybody. What breaks my heart with young people is you go from a space of being in an institutionalized space like a school or university, and the minute you're out of there, you're like in free fall. You know, because gone are, are the things where, um, when I grew up, there were debating societies. There were organizations where you, you could find a way to come together. So it, it is that. It's, um, we need to find creative and more diverse ways. You know, there's a crew that will get information via Twitter. There will be those that you get at church. But how do we reach the others? And I think for that, all of us need to do it. It cannot be just yourself in the media or just Salga as an institution, but also those of us who are on the ground also to find a way to get information to people. And I'll give you an example. Uh, so in Saudi, we have a group on scholarships and funds, and it's a WhatsApp group of about 300 people or so. But not only are you sharing uh, things that come up, bursaries from development partners, from government, from everywhere, you also then share tips on how people must ready themselves. Because I think I've learned sometimes young people do not go ahead because they feel, you know, um, I'm, I'm not presenting properly or I don't. We sometimes forget that we must also work people through the how it's done, you know, um, and, and work together. I, I think that is actually what is missing. And, and and that is and that is such an important point um, that you you are raising there. Nozubele, let me come back to you and ask: How do you ensure that people are aware of 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 these opportunities that are available at a local government level? And when you think about the placement of of young people, how do you position that in those communities so that they also know that these are opportunities that they can take part in? Um, maybe for a start, Katie, um, one thing that we are working with Sawit towards is ensuring that there is a, a, there are platforms. We create dialogue platforms uh, uh, to share exactly what is happening in municipality. If I may give an example of, what, of, of the dialogue that we had on Friday when we were celebrating the 20 years of the existence of SAWID and, and the intergenerational dialogue that we undertook, we, we brought in municipalities to share exactly what it is and how the young people can actually uh, interact with municipalities to see what is happening in municipalities and be participants on what is happening in municipalities. So part of our partnership with Salga is to get the young Sawidians in particular to, 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 to actually find their relevance in getting into municipalities. And now um, maybe, so as Salga, we create those platforms so that uh, people can know, organizations can know exactly what is happening in municipalities. Municipalities can interact directly <laughs> with organizations through these platforms that we create. And then at a municipal level, uh, uh, Katie, I think this is something that maybe uh, um, um, is as a result of how 
as, as a society, we have treated our democracy in that um, in, in not causing those that we have put in positions of leadership to account. I'll give you an example on the special program unit and or social development unit that I'm talking about. We have um, the desk for the vulnerable groups, and I'll speak, I'll confine myself to the youth desk, that we, we, we at a municipal level, they invite all the youth structures and form a council of young people that will then represent young people in municipal activities. And they will define the, the, the agenda of young people in that particular municipality. And, and what, what, what has been unfortunate over a period of time is that sometimes you'll end up having only these young people that have been elected uh, participating and not going back to the, to the constituencies that they come from to report and getting mm. a, another mandate or fresh mandate. So you find people then um, tending to represent their jackets and information then in what we call gatekeeping, get confined in the hands, in the hands of the few. But the minute the young people, and that's what we're trying to make, uh, to, 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 to have with SAWIT, to get young people agitated to participate to get involved in what is happening mm. in their space and to ask the critical questions and to bring in their ideas. Because in a municipality four times a year, there is what is called the IDP Rep Forum, where community and, and civil society organizations and structures come and attend the planning meeting that the, the mayor was sharing and sharing what the IDP progress in terms of implementation is going in the municipality and also indicating it, it brings up an opportunity wherein the young people can then say, but these are the programs that we had put in, we had submitted. How far are you in implementing these programs? So that they, they, they get to know exactly what is happening in the municipality. Currently, uh, um, we, we, we find a situation where such participation is not as we would want it to be. And it gets advertised quarterly in newspapers and um, in, 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 in all the social media platforms of the municipalities and then the media platforms at community level. But you do not get the kind of participation that you'd like to get. And, and, and sometimes the reflection of the youth is not really shown when it comes to attendance of those meetings, except for a few that are, are in that structure within the municipality representing the young people. There is a part of me that is wondering about the role of politics and the extent to which perhaps at least broader communities might look at some of these processes and think that they are the preserve of those that belong to political parties that are represented in in those councils. And I'll give you a chance to uh, respond to that in a moment, Nozibele. It's aging towards 11.30. It's time for the latest news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, we continue the conversation on the talking point and we're talking about potentially, you know, creating a generation of new and young leaders in the public service, but really beginning that from the ground up and taking a look at how local municipalities can also be uh, responding to this particular issue. Khomozo uh, Mwalusi is an activist and member of the South African Women in Dialogue and Nozibele Makanda, portfolio head for inclusive communities at the South African Local Government Association. They're joining us um, for our conversation this morning. So Nozibele, I was asking this question around the role of 
politics, political parties at a local government level and the extent to which some of these processes I think can also get captured and hijacked by the various political interests at play, which is why people often feel that in order to get anywhere, including accessing a basic opportunity, you have to belong to a political party because that's how um, some of these opportunities are dispensed. Kebi, you are, you are correct. Politics do play a big role. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, in in the majority of the municipalities, um, 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 you, you have in the SPU, the South African Youth Council. Now, um, it is the structure that then represents the young people in municipalities. And more often than not, the representative of young people in that structure in the municipality would be determined by the dominating political party in a given municipality. And those that are in the minority then sometimes <coughs> would be shunned away from actually participating. And therefore, the dominant view becomes that predominant political party in that environment. And, and, and so indeed, politics then uh, do play a role. As a result, as Salga, what we are doing currently, because we have, we have managed to establish the Salga Women's Commission, which is a women's desk on Salga that oversees the gender agenda at local government. We are now in the process, or almost midway to, to, to establishing a Salga Youth Commission. Now, what is, what is important about these commissions is that at a municipal level, they create multi-party structures. So we, we, the Salga Youth Commission at a local municipal level is going to be a multi-party youth commission wherein young people across all political parties are going to come together and discuss their developmental agenda as against a, 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 the majority of young people and then coming from one predominant party as, as per the special programs unit. But also what is unique about the multi-party youth commission is that it is going to actually oversee the, the youth development program in a municipality and ensure that developmental opportunities at a municipal level re, are accessed by all young people. Kathy, if I could come in on that uh, just for a bit. You know, uh, this thing that people feel about being shunned, it is a valid thing that we dare not ignore. And that, for me, is why an organization like SOWID works. I don't know if you know, SOWID is a non-membership organization, by the way. No fee, no election of leaders, no... For over 20 years, there are a bunch of women across generations who have come together and constantly work together. We don't have to belong to one thing. Or the, and I think that is the spirit we need to bring back to our local spaces. Because at the moment, people feel that they are only able to lead if they are elected or wearing a jacket. And what we are trying to uh, uh, pass on, and that is why the slogan of the organization is, we are the ones we've been waiting for. So Kathy is not going to save you. Komet is not going to save you. And Susnozi is not going to save me. But we need to when we talk about structures, to stop just talking about political structures. We need to get to a space where people can remember that. <clears throat> I mean, I, I find it very strange how we work. You know, if you have to go with the Anglican youth or the Methodist church, there are over 10 million, and they are not a political party. And you say, how do you listen to that number instead of the one that is greater? So what we need to do is to find a way that 
with the opportunities that exist both in public and 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 private sector we find a way to engage to expose people but also have our young people coming from an effort of knowing that we are better when we work together and we can lead ourselves we need to get over this thing that um leadership only exists when there is elections or there is you know um and 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 to, by doing so i'm able to go to my municipality and say hi literally putter you have mining here this is what you have so these are the opportunities you have i have young women who are doing beading or we are doing this so that we also also don't just follow as to what is happening in the space but we also influence based on what we are seeing in the community we need to get to a space where people in community know that their experience and their knowledge is still valid and actually supposed to be influencing what happens in the form of structure yeah um, what yeah. what what you're saying is so important homozo mm-hmm. and unfortunately yeah. the, the reality of what happens in in municipalities is that by and large the experience of people is that they mm-hmm. treat it with disdain and when they come there asking you know different questions the approach is not to bring people in and let them know about what is happening but it's actually to shut people out you know and mm. that unfortunately is is the experience of of a, a broad group of people which is why we see people not, not even interacting um with their municipalities and yet this is supposed to be at at the core face of of government this is true Kathy um and 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 I, and again I go back to why we need to start you know I almost wish <laughs> we could have a, a not any ratio of politics but for us to just remember as people even the constitution the, the the power that is given is to us as citizens more than anything else but like I said as a solution and some of the things we did on Friday was to have young people from other uh, provinces and to say to them 20 years ago this is where we were standing as the younger well the 43 transitioning this is how we are going to give you a leg up because when we work as many we can definitely do a lot more than without and 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 that's why i'm happy that saga was open to this partnership because you get a movement like so we'd where it's women from different churches from different political parties but united in the in the understanding that we want to build our society all right into stronger spaces and we want to use what is already there so if we're in a space and already it's a creative space how do we help those women and you bring them into spaces with um I'll give you another partnership that we have which is with UNISA and it has been so good to take people in the academic space and sometimes link them with communities so they can practicalize what it is that they are doing and see the linkages in as I'm studying there is an organization or a group of women that I'm working with in Alexandra and you are seeing this thing out of the textbook but practically as well and then hopefully together then able to move to you know to transform our spaces all right in just new age yeah Th- th- thanks yeah. thanks 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 for that con- contribution there Homozo. Um I want to take some of our callers who uh, want to engage on this particular issue this morning. Mzwandile, you're in the Eastern Cape. Good morning. Yes, morning Kathy. Yes. I I I actually think we should have had more specifics especially from the lady from Salga. <clears throat> What I think we need Kathy, ne, is the national opportunity database. 
So that is to say, let's say we've got 200 municipalities across South Africa. Then all opportunities in those municipalities must be on a central database where it is, it is going to say, okay, we've got the following opportunities. Let's say account for accountants, for HR, uh, for internships and so forth. And anyone in South Africa can apply for those. Secondly, all departments actually do the same thing. Now, once we have that done transparently, the issue of politics really shouldn't matter. The second thing is then, we would then know that, okay, this year, just in government, we've got 50,000 opportunities, but we've got 150,000 uh, graduates that are graduating with those specific qualifications on a year basis, meaning government is not actually where the employment is going to come from. It's going to come from the private sector. Then the question becomes, at local municipality number one, how can we engineer the economic environment in such a manner that it's deliberate and it creates opportunities outside of the public space. That's the engagements we need to have. I, for the longest of time, many people are thinking that opportunities are actually when, with government or within government, when in fact, majority of all opportunities are outside of government. Some of them, must still, we must still engineer the economic system as such that it creates those opportunities. But the quality of leaders at municipal level is, is, is what is failing the majority of those young people. That is now the, the ultimate debate and the engagement which we need to have to say, if opportunities can exist in, in, in municipality number one, what quality of leaders do we need there to help the, the rest of society to realize those opportunities yeah. outside of government? Yeah, Mzontile, the point you're making is is so valid, and I think even having something like a, a centralized national, uh, you know, opportunities database, what it does is that it helps everybody keep track, right? But the question is that who will populate that? Um, that central database and will it deal with the question of the fact that there are only a handful of people that end up knowing about where opportunities are? I, I, th- I think that population of that thought, if the database is created, it's almost like a tender system. Mm-hmm. Yeah? If, the mm-hmm. opportun- if the database is created, municipality number one, they, the minute opportunities come, they are forced to upload them in the national database mm. and to mm. prove to society that those opportunities have been well known by the rest of South Africa before procurement or shortlisting of possible applicants. Yeah. So, it, it, so the population thereof would still rest with the very municipality, but at least this database we would now know is national. Mzondile, very important issue uh, that you that you're addressing them. Mzondile out in in the Eastern Cape. Kwas, you're calling us from the Free State. Good morning. Good morning, Chet. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I do have two questions for our guests in the studio. I, uh, I want th- th- that's fine, Kwas. It sounds like you're in an, in a windy area, Kwas. So I'm going to t- ask you maybe to try and turn around because we're getting a lot of that wind right now. But you can go for it with your questions. Um, I hope now it's better. I it's a lot better. About, yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, there was an existence of youth development officers across all municipalities in the country before 2021 local government elections, and afterwards. The Minister of Kogda at the time, uh, Dr. Nkosazana, reversed the existence of YTOs. I want to check with our guests. Do we not see this as a speed in the face of trying to have ramifications in terms of ensuring that there are young people 
involved in municipal processes and in governance at local government level. And number two, I wanted to check if we are to agree that majority of people in our country are in fact young people. Why are we still celebrating a quarter of anything that those are my only two questions here. Was the, the last question, I didn't hear you clearly. At the beginning of the interview, I heard that there's a quota of 40% adopted. 30%, yeah. I'm asking if majority of people in our communities are young people, are we not seeing it as a speed again to have a quota of anything less than 50% involved to ensure that there's youth development and involvement in our government? All right, fair enough. Kuwas out in the free state. Thanks for those questions. Uh, Nozibele, I'll, I'll give you a chance to go first. Thank you, Katie. And um, thank you, Mzwandile. Uh, indeed, um, maybe let me start with Mzwandile's comments and, 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 and um, what he's suge- suggesting as a database. Perhaps it's something that can be looked into um, because in a municipality you have what is called um, an annual budget each year that allocates exactly where the resources are going to go, whether uh, then it's going to the, the tenders and, and, and the programs that will be there in all the departments of the municipality. So that there becomes an, 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 an SDP is called a service delivery budget and implementation plan. It outlines exactly what is going to be to, to be done when, and so some of of, of that then becomes what could go into that database. So you already have a database at a municipal level that tells you exactly what will be happening in a municipality. And 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 secondly, um, indeed, um, uh, <laughs> we always say, and 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 I agree with this, that sometimes the the, the leaders you have are the leaders you deserve. So um, the leaders are a reflection of our contributions and our participation in the process of electing leaders. And therefore, um, we cannot cry foul when the leaders are already there, when we did not influence the, 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 all the processes, both politically and in communities, of how those leaders emerged. But again, once leaders are voted into power, communities are responsible for causing them to account on what they are supposed to be done. And we have been lax as the South African community in that mm. because our dialogue space when it comes to engaging mm. with what is happening tends to be more uh, confrontational instead of a dialogue that sits down and actually uh, uh, try to understand what exactly is happening. And you need to improve on how we dialogue and uh, as, as a society in South Africa and our conversation happened. Instead of being confrontational and angry, we, we try to, to really bring in an, a, a conducive environment to that. And I totally agree with him that government is not responsible for creating jobs, but, but responsible for a conducive environment within which the economy can thrive. And that includes, and, and I agree, sometimes there are failures at a local space in terms of that ensuring that the roads are in working condition, that all the infrastructure in terms of water and sanitation are upgraded adequately to, uh, to accommodate future development of, a, of an area, that the industrial space is allocated and that there are uh, uh, um, concessions that are done to invite investors in the in in, 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 right. in the spaces in municipalities. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to interject there. Uh, we've completely run out of time for that conversation, so I, I can't take any more of the responses and contributions uh, to the questions that you have raised. I do apologize sincerely for that. It brings us to the end of the talking point for today. Up next is the book reading. We're back with you again tomorrow between 9 and midday.